Okay, we ready? Yeah. That was not science AF. <laughs> science AF. Science AF. I'm too loud. Science AF. Blah blah blah. Science AF. Okay. Science AF. Science uh, AF. Science is fun. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho, and I'm Science is Fuck. I'm your host, Jesse Klein, and I am Science as Fuck. And uh, we're back to talk about some science. We, we've uh, we got a new topic Yeah. this week. We, I, I like doing the, the topic episodes we've been doing. As do I. And I kind of like that we, uh, we take topics that aren't necessarily science-related and then bring it back. Yeah, or like, or like different schools of science and bring it back. Yeah, I think that's, that's fun. We're, we're trying to explore the uh, the uh, the the unexplored <laughs> ebbs and flows of science. Yeah, man. Um, Getting those ebbs. And uh, so this week we're talking about political science. Yeah, and and uh, political research and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to help us talk about that, we uh, have a very special guest. A comedian, and also I think some uh, your uh, a comedian. I'll just introduce you first, and then we'll talk about your uh, your political leanings. Stumble, you don't. Uh, part of our podcast is a uh, Chacho is stumbling not, on the intro. Not doing a good intro. <laughs> it's what people it's tune in for. It's our signature. <laughs> people wouldn't know they were listening to Science AF yeah. if I gave a a well rehearsed introduction. Well, Kelsey Goldberg, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks for having me. And I'm science ish. Science ish. Yeah. Science ish. But right. you you uh, do some work for uh, the, uh, maybe the D- Democratic Socialist of America. Yeah. So of, um, of America. DSA. Um, yeah, I'm on. I'm an at large member of the steering committee for DSALA. Mm-hmm. So we just sort of make sure everything's running smoothly, and then I'm the chair of the agitprop committee which stands for like agitation and propaganda and it's like the media wing for dsala okay cool cool yeah and then i I imagine you guys are uh, you know working hard for the upcoming november elections our electoral politics committee is Uh uh-huh um i mean we're not really we had two people we endorsed um, but they lost their primary. So we endorsed uh, Gail McLaughlin for lieutenant governor and mm-hmm. then Steve Dunwoody. Um, but then we've got two ballot measures that we managed to help get on the ballot. Great. Um, so not that much with electoral politics in the local currently. Um, but I know that they're like setting their sights on 2020. So the committee is still super active and doing a lot of important work. But And for our listeners, uh, what is a democratic socialist? Uh, well, so the Democratic Socialists of America yeah. is big tent. Yeah, so okay. we have everything from like anarchists to like full on Marxist Leninists gotcha. uh, to Democratic Socialists and to uh, like disaffected Democrats. Mm-hmm. A Democratic Socialist is um, a form of socialism that's like maybe like the centrist form of so- socialism, as you yeah. could put it, mm-hmm. um, which basically just believes that all of the like basic needs of citizens should be provided and assumed, not earned or means tested. I think of um, it as so like... So it's like skin... What do you think of like... What do you think of like Scandinavia? Like paid maternity leave. Yeah. Gotcha. And I, it's, I don't... I know the media paints think it of, as, I as think extremist. You think of it as what? I think of the cold when I think of Scandinavia <laughs> <laughs> and really good rally racers, but that's <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Fjords and icebergs. Yeah, um, that's what politics is all about. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the media tries to to paint democratic socialism as, as 
as politically leftist, but I think of it as more like FDR centrist, like yeah. new, new Deal. You know, the the old Democratic Party before it swung hard right wing and b and became a uh, before the Democrats. The Clinton wing of the Democrats, you know, were were sort turned of like the Democrats into Republicans. Yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> turned the de in the nineties. The Democrats basically took over the entire Republican platform from the sixties. Yep. Yep. And the re the Republicans went even further right, and so there was a big gap of no representation on on the uh, center left. Well, that's that's kind of what I keep telling people is like compared to Clinton. Obama was real right wing, and uh, compared to Jimmy Carter, Clinton was super right. Like we keep going right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we kept saying, like w w we would say in the '90s that uh, Clinton is the best Republican president we've yeah. ever had. But it turns out Obama was the best <laughs> Republican <laughs> president we've ever yeah. had. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I don't think it's uh, extremist at all. I think it, it's it's sort of a a, a, a centrist. Uh, it, going it's, back it's to basics. politics that that focuses on humanity and people yes which is the social part of it mm. rather than uh capital yeah uh, i also think that like americans have a hard time with this stuff when they're like they're first introduced because we don't do a good job of like educating the american population on the rest of the world yeah so there really is this like there's liberals and conservatives and there's republicans and democrats and it's like even when in the 90s like obama and clinton like our Democratic Party was more conservative than Canada's Conservative Party. Now theirs has gone far right too, so that's no yeah. longer true. Mm -hmm. But when I first moved, like what pushed me to Democrat, I'm left of Democratic Socialism now. But what first pushed me to Democratic Socialism was moving to Canada and going shit. The Democrats are the Republicans, or like the Democrats are the Conservatives here, and then looking at their Liberal Party and going, no, I still think that's too conservative. And looking at their National Democratic Party and going, yeah, that's that makes sense to me yeah uh -huh. um so it, it, it is i think hard to like get out of that like gop dnc binary mm. but free your mind yeah it, 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 there's a very simplistic thing in, in the media of that er, everything has to be binary uh, left and right conservative liberal and it's much more complex than that obviously um like you said like the if if your if your parents were republicans in the 60s and you agree with you know you you agree with their beliefs you would be a democrat now even though um a lot of people vote for republicans because they just see the r and think that it's the same thing yeah and in a way i think that like liberal and conservative isn't coupled to right and left exactly because the term liberal w originally meant just more liberties for people and the term conservative meant more uh more more uh, uh power and less more power in government, less power in people. So really, extreme right-wing and extreme left-wing are both conservative f fields of thought, and the sort of centrist, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the more uh, centrist of both parties is, is actually the more liberal. It's, it's all a spectrum, guys. We did an episode <laughs> on trans people. It's the same thing. Just free it up. Stop, stop with the binary thought. It's yeah, not. We're not one. Yeah, we're all nine. We should yeah. all be non-binary <laughs> yeah. voters. It's also really funny because, like, growing up, my parents were Democrats. So growing up, like, we were liberals and we voted for the good people, quote unquote. And like, mm. 
all this stuff. And now someone's like, are you a liberal? I'm like, oh my God, do you hate me? Like, what did I do to you? No, I'm not a liberal. I'm a leftist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if you ever want to make me cry, like, call me a liberal. And I'll be like, you don't know me at all. Well, I, I, I want to retake the word liberal. I, I consider myself a liberal uh, because there, were, there was a, you, you know, like a, basically a marketing campaign a billion dollar marketing campaign against the word liberal in the yeah. 80s and 90s it was in in commercials it was in the media like basically painting this word which means that you're in favor of the most liberty possible uh as as evil and now people are afraid to to call themselves that because th it's been ingrained. Well, it's like it's like what we talked about in our uh, episode with Josh Willis, the climatologist, where it's like th the thing that conservatives and the GOP excel at is getting their stories out. Like they're really good at storyline manipulation, and like in in that in that case, it was like you know if you are closing down coal mines, that means like they'll bring out a guy who's like great-grandfather started at that coal mine and his gran grandfather started at that coal mine and his dad and him and he wants his son to work at that coal mine and like even though there's like less than a hundred thousand coal mine jobs in the united states it's still like their story is we're taking jobs away from americans even though yeah. like alternative energy would be almost four times as many jobs well, one of the yeah. things that the democrats i mean as people will learn i i think the party should just crumble and the new generation should phoenix something from its ashes i yeah. have no stake or desire to see like that party survive at all mm -hmm. um and i think it's utterly useless i think at best it is an active like supporter of what right-wing politics and and even sometimes fascist ideas like what we saw in seattle and at and at, or, sorry that's at worst yeah. And then at best, it's just like utterly useless in the face of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they always see an intellectual ground to the right. Like they it's, even, they're, they're not weak, the Democrats. Yeah. They're the Democratic Party. They let themselves be rebranded by their enemies because they couldn't figure out. Like no one would just say, stop saying that. That's the wrong term. Yeah. It's, um, they're like a little puppy. Like the Republicans keep moving harder right and they just keep following and following like yeah. where are you going where are you going we're go well, they're like oh you guys are going further right we'll go yeah. further well, right somewhere there's a swing vote around the suburbs yeah and what i would like to see happen is that the democrats should just stake out the center right and a new uh representation a new party should come should rise up and yeah. represent the center left yeah. which we have basically in national politics no center left representation no. whatsoever no and also i would argue and it's hard because the Green Party sometimes does run very ill-advised candidates. I don't think they're the, the most strategic when they look at who they run. Mm -hmm. But all these people who are freaking out over Russia, and they're like, Russia destroyed our democracy. But also, we should only have a two-party system, and you should never run as an independent or a third party. And it's like, oh, you, yeah. you can't be, like, a two-party system is inherently oligarchical. Right. So yeah. if you're defending the two-party system, and it's it's one thing to go in this race in this imperfect world, this is the strategy we should employ. I get that. But if in general you're like, no, the two-party system is a success and we should defend it, you don't love democracy. Sure. Like, stop saying you do. Yeah. You don't. I, I, it frustrates me when people go after Jill Stein voters or, or you know, it was Nader voters in 2000. Like, I, you know, 
it's not a spoiler to vote for the person you think is the best candidate, and even if yeah, but I mean, it, it splits I, things in three. I mostly agree with that, but to play devil's advocate, like That's if okay, you yeah. if you care about the environment, like taking votes away from someone who will be inherently better for the like, Donald Trump has been fucking awful for the environment. He's been he's been pulling back regulations left and right, and like you know Hillary probably wouldn't have been perfect for it, but she wouldn't have been like taking these regulations back and she stuff like that. She wouldn't have made anything better. No, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't, wouldn't have, have actively tried to make it worse. Yeah. But then you get in this cycle of, well, this is the best you can have. And exactly. it's like, let's talk about climate change. It's, it's here. And there's no amount of, I don't use straws or I drive a Prius. That's going to save the planet. <laughs> we like, if we, yeah. if we're going to save the planet, we actually need really strong governmental controls that are going to come down and go, you know what? Factories have two years to become compliant with these regulations. And if Absolutely. you're not, we're shutting you down. Yeah. Like China did like, yeah, uh, they need to tell Elon China's Musk, made great, great strides. Yeah. And, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're starting to surpass us in, in their, uh, regulation. Well, that was always yeah. the ticking tie bomb. Like everyone was worried about China because they're like, as soon as everyone in China gets a refrigerator and is using Freon or everyone in China gets a car, then the world is screwed because that's so many people. And then China just was like, no, we're going to go green. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, it was that easy? Oh, okay. Yeah. And they did yeah. it effectively. It created a ton of jobs for your people? Oh, that's amazing. Like your economy got a huge boost when you decided to go green? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like, the thing. Like, like, but we want fuel. <laughs> And California has, has been a leader in regulation, and, and our, but our pulled air back. has been getting cleaner. It's They're trying to pull it back. Yeah. I don't think they'll, they'll succeed. Uh, in At least in, in, in California, I don't think they're going to you know it, uh, relax regulations. It's very funny much. that these states' rights Republicans all, always then start infringing on states' rights. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's a, a canard. The, the states' rights thing. I mean the 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 actual the, the right wing thinking is a very strong powerful central government. Yeah. Um, they just say states' rights because they they're trying to fragment uh, issues and and uh, pick them off one by one. Yeah. Well, and they want to be able to play the card when the like opposing power or yeah. opposing party is in power, which is like not great because I don't like their ideas, but is an effective strategy. Yeah, it's very effective. It, yeah, uh, they, I, you know, one thing I'll give it to the Republicans, they've been very effective in uh, getting people in yeah. office, and even they, though their uh, their policies are like <laughs> wacky, you know, extremist. Well, it's like if if we look at like what is the role of being a politician in the most powerful capitalist society in the world? Make right. Money. It would be to make money, to concentrate it and the concentrate money and power in the fewest number of hands uh, possible and then as a politician you need to win elections it's like the it's like for actors you need to memorize your lines it's yeah base one politicians yeah. you need to get f you need to inspire people to vote for you um, and they need to protect and expand the empire yep and the republicans are the only party that's good at doing those things and one of the reasons why i don't like the democrats is because they have no spine and won't point out that those things are bad and wrong and so you yeah. get someone like obama who i think as a person, his moral compass probably points in the right direction. And then he gets an office and he goes, oh, my job now is to expand the American empire. So let's kill a bunch of black people in Africa and a bunch of brown people in Yemen sure. for profit. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Got, we got a lot of money in killing people. <laughs> we do. There's a lot of money. In <laughs> yeah. Death. And it's starting to come home to roost because like the 
the chaos that um, uh, in, in some part it was it was fruit companies in South America and Central America, and in some uh, part it WTO. was um, uh, yep. backing uh, extremist right wing, uh, ba- basically murder groups that were going around it and killing poor people in the eighties, um, which and was funded priests. funded by you know the Reagan yeah. administration. Anyway, that chaos that we seeded then is becoming a, a migrant crisis now. Yep. Yeah. And we have people coming to our, bo- our borders and begging to get in because they're like, it's terrible out here. <laughs> they're fucking killing us because of the people you sent guns to are killing us. And now we're you know, locking up the people that are trying to escape the chaos we created. And, yeah. we, have, and we have no money because the... the uh, climate is fucked up. Like I was, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's one of the th- again one of the things I think is so, so short sighted with some of the not every Democrat and Democrats I think are starting to see the line in the sand that people are putting in of like no you need to abolish ICE not just be like yeah. against family detention, but the reason why I'm so like we need to abolish ICE is because that's a tool I think no person should ever have access to, and if we think that the refugee crisis is gonna get better. Ever, it's not. It's only going to get worse because we're going to start seeing climate refugees yeah. Yeah. coming to our border very, very soon. We're also, we might be them, so we better pray Canada lets us. Yeah, in, we they might have be water climate up there. refugees, <laughs> and then we're going to be the ones that getting fucking locked in cages. Yeah, and we're Elon Musk is not taking you to Mars. Like, get that <laughs> out of your like. Sorry, libertarians. Elon <laughs> Musk does not give a fuck of, like about you. You can't come. Yeah, unless, unless you're, you're rich a billionaire. and good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please come. Yeah. Please come to my fuck planet. <laughs> it's me, Elon Musk. Send a cashier's check and headshots. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to have sex in the car I sent to space? <laughs> oh, Name David Bowie. That does sound kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I'll let the robot wash. <laughs> sex in a floating car? A convertible, no less? God, now I'm a fan of Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about a little science. Why do people... Uh, vote for crazy things. Why do they? Why are they attracted to leaders who basically tell them they're um, going to uh, take away their freedoms and money? Um, th- there, there are scientific reasons, or at least um, you know, scientific research that points to ways that the human brain votes against its own interest in some way. Hmm. Um, one, one of the one of the things that uh, I was reading, and I sent you guys this link. Is is a, a thing called the disgust response? Um, they did a study on liberals and conservatives, and basically, I think they put them in an MRI or something similar to r- read their brains, and showed them disgusting pictures. Yeah. And the thing that they found. I was wish I was a part of this. <laughs> Me too. Actually. I kind of want to take this test yeah. and see how my brain <laughs> responds. But what they found was that people that tend to vote conservative had a high disgust response, which is, I think, um, the amygdala, if I'm not mistaken, uh, had a lot of activity in it. Basically, they're, they're more easily disgusted. Mm. And I think this, um, th- what I get from this is, is that people who are um, more likely to be a little bit racist or a little bit against people who look different from them, I think there's a little bit of a, uh, if you have a high disgust response, then you are more likely to like people that look more like you uh, and, well, and and be afraid of people that look different from you. Well, I think it's one of those things, that, and you're more likely to start assigning blame to why you feel disgusted. Yeah. Like, like if, if, you're, if you're reacting really big to something like that, 
then it's affecting you a bunch and you've got to find out why you're being affected that way. And so I, I think, you know, as history has shown, the best way to show, like, the best reason why you're affected that way is because of people who look different. <laughs> and I think that if you have a high disgust response that you are susceptible to images like you know anti-abortion images that go around even though the abortion rate drops every time a democrat's in power yep um (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it does not drop or uh, probably why because sex education goes up every time a democrat access to birth control access to birth control control, uh less less young people get pregnant uh or, or it's because Republicans are sexy <laughs> and everyone's getting turned on by the Republican <laughs> president and just fuck No, it. I think it's more like end of the world syndrome. Oh, where yeah, we're probably. like, this is how it ends, so yeah. let's just fuck because we've cares? got four years yeah. left. We, yeah. we don't have time for a, a condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if there's going to be a planet in nine yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd actually really want to take this because I thought it was interesting and it, and on some level, it makes sense to me that morals, people with like similar morals would have similar reactions to visuals. Yeah. But they were like, with the disgust response, I mentioned like, oh, like bodily fluids, like poop or like throw up. And I actually like have such a strong disgust response to that kind of stuff. Like if I hear someone gagging, I will instinctively start to gag. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same with like a f- picture. I did not try it. Uh, <laughs> Go I, online. I like, you know, look, like, look up poop. Like, no. It would like, be interesting how... how y- to do the brain test because what it does say in the article is that both liberals and conservatives described similarly how disgusted they felt. Uh, they they both, all of them said they felt disgusted, but then that was a higher, like literally brain response in the conservatives. It's interesting. I also think I wonder one of the things articles like this don't factor in. Yeah. And I think it's because it's something that is generally lacking in like the American, um, political dialogue is that people tend to vote with their like based on their material needs and i know you're gonna go but republicans who are poor vote against themselves all the time but it's because the republican messaging speaks to that and goes we want you to have jobs um and i think a lot of people just want to provide a good decent and respectable life for them and their family and when they have the choice between the person saying, you know what, you work in a coal mine, we're going to keep jobs in coal mines, versus someone being like, you're a fucking idiot. You believe we're going to keep, you're not going to go with the person calling you an idiot and telling you you don't get to have a job. Yeah. And you're probably just trying to make ends meet. So you're also like, the ability to scour the internet and read every political analysis from Politico to the New York Times, like that is a for, like a modern form of like leisure culture yeah. that mm-hmm. not everybody has. And so I think that people... I yeah, think I mean, that this, if anything, shows how powerful messaging is. It, it's super powerful. And also, like, I don't know the last time you drove through the Midwest or, or even Central California with the radio on, it's all it's everywhere. hard right. Like, yeah. They, yeah. they are they're buying up radio stations. They're, bu- they're paying, you know, for these uh, commentators to send out messages all over the Midwest, and there's no other side response. There's no other, like, there's, there, there's no uh, 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 presence of a left-wing or even centrist message. Yeah, well, that's, again, like, to speak to your thing about conservatives being good at messaging is whenever there is a left response, I remember there was, like, 
a left comedy radio station for a while and it got lamp like whenever the well, left Air America yeah yeah I used like, to listen to every day whenever the left tries anything anywhere near what the right does the right immediately attacks it and is like this is so ridiculous this is propaganda this is but like whenever any of that happens yeah they're they're really good at messaging it to be like this is un-American what you're doing is I mean that's that's the benefit of having yeah. an authoritarian yeah. uh, uh, philosophy is that people will listen uh, people will <laughs> will take will listen to and take orders yeah and they have an army of 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 people that even though it's 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 a minority philosophy uh, hard right wing uh, extreme nationalism it might be fifteen to twenty percent of people worldwide t- tend to go for hard nationalism but they will follow orders and they will like uh, take a call to action to you know go after air america radio and uh take down sam cedar yeah. and uh, yeah. mark maron well, like the James democrats Gunn. are lazy and we're like well we just we abandoned the midwest yeah and so but what, like what we saw with the last and like they're like well we don't try and we'll just like we'll just consolidate our base or whatever more people don't vote than vote Absolutely. and what we've seen like there is a socialist mayor i, I want us somewhere in a southern town mm-hmm. his dad was a socialist mayor in the 60s mm-hmm. like he's black as well i forget which i want to say it's jackson mississippi but don't quote me on that um you've got lee carter who got in right after and like he ran as a democrat but then the Demo- the dnc he like refused to back down on some environmental thing and so the dnc just didn't give him any money that they normally put behind candidates and were essentially like oh you won't do this fine we'll let you lose the race but the ds like the i think it was metro D- dsa a metro dc dsa canvassed for him and he won and his messaging was like very simple i'm like these are the things you do not have you are right to be angry that you do not have these things you are right to feel that the politicians aren't listening to you because you're not and this is what i am going to do about it yeah and it became really hard for the republicans to defeat that messaging mm-hmm. um, so like if you run on like very simple basic things you are right to be upset the coal plant is closing because you deserve a job and you deserve to be able to feed your family I, as a socialist, would argue that you deserve to be able to feed your family whether or not you have a job. Yeah. So here's a program that's going to allow you to feed your family until we figure out how to bring jobs. And no, it's not an like it is an entitlement in the sense that because you are human, you are entitled to basic dignity. And sure, it's, it's socialism, but it's it, right. It's insurance that we should all be insured from, uh, you know. Uh, starving to death that's part of why we live in a society yeah well I, i've seen a lot of responses to uh recently in the news there's that interview with uh what's her name in new york where alexandria she, yeah. cortez uh alexandria ocasio cortez uh where she is talking about like people's basic needs and like why are we why is it that we can't find money when it's for health care or education but when it's a proposed war all of a sudden there's tons of money everywhere Mm. um and i see that the big argument is like well why why should i pay for someone if they get sick or like why should i pay for you if you're careless and you eat a lot of fatty foods and you get sick or whatever and like the easy response to that is like why should i pay for a road that you drive drive on (laughs) like why should i or why should i die because you're a dick yeah exactly like (laughs) 
why should why should I pay for your children's it's public education I when I don't you, have kids? Sort of the point is yeah. a lot. I think a lot of people are raised with like this American exceptionalist and this like obsession with the individual in America. We're yeah. obsessed with the individual, um, and it's really effective way to make it hard for people to wrap their mind around this idea of the collective good yeah because it's been like oh if you're poor it's because you're failed but if you talk to most poor people they work really hard yeah they mm -hmm. know they deserve more so when someone says that especially if they're a republican constituent all you have to do is look at them and go like okay well what bills are you struggling to pay yeah and yeah. don't you work hard for that and is it unfair that your boss gets to make x number of dollars off of your labor and he keeps that much and you only get this much or the, or the coal plant closed because or like if you work in a factory it closed because they want to go pay someone less money like don't be mad at the immigrant who's willing to work for less money be mad at your boss who doesn't give a fuck whether or not you could pay your rent yeah. and wants to screw over you and the immigrant yeah and like in the like the turn of the 20th century uh, the midwest was mainly socialist the, the the workers movements came out of the midwest the poor people yeah. used to be extremely socialist and this idea of of uh, fierce independence w is a messaging thing that happened in the 20th century. Uh, the the original like Americanism was not about fierce independence. It was about fierce uh, 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 coming together as a society and helping each yeah. other out. There's a really beautiful quote by a labor leader at the turn of the century named Bill Haywood, who said, "I don't need to." read capital to understand capitalism i have its marks on my back uh -huh. that's great and it's i think two people think about socialism they're like well you're never going to convince so and so because it's like this heady academic thing and i do think that political education and any political movement is important a because the rights like there's another red scare coming we're going to be smarter than it this time it's not going to work yeah um plus we all have rose emojis by our twitter anyway so like you we've made the blacklist for you idiots mm -hmm. um but like to look at what happened in the past like i do think that's important i think understanding these small small games in in terms of a larger context is important um but ultimately it's about meeting ma people's materials needs and if you speak to that you don't need to have a college degree a, you should be mad that you didn't have the option of getting a college degree because it was priced out of you yeah. that's a dickish society you live in be super pissed that people are telling you this strain of political thought isn't for you because you're too uneducated but also you never had the actual tangible option of getting mm -hmm. educated because you are in fact not free yeah and this is by providing these things you will be more free to choose to live the life that you want and i've seen more people dismiss the idea of like uh, affordable college and and it like it's crazy like we could never pay for people for for state colleges but well for one we pay for k through high school yeah uh, from the government and two uh, places like uh, California used to have free public colleges it was when Ronald Reagan became governor of California the Gipper uh he he did away with free free college free state college for everyone um which you know had was the beginning of this out of control tuition uh skyrocketing that started happening and it started pricing poor people out of college yeah. our army is in 134 different nations our current president presidential administration knows that a war with iran would be 
horribly unpopular, but he still needs to give money to his friends, so he wants to put oh, an yeah. army in fucking space. We it can afford to have free... Like, we're at a point <laughs> where Air our Force government <laughs> wants to spend money to put soldiers in space for a space war. That is not happening. You can have free college. You deserve it. You should be very angry you didn't have no it. invading armies <laughs> yeah. in space whatsoever. Yeah. Like, Air Rainbow Force Bright is leaving us the fuck alone. We're fine. <laughs> the Air Force already is defense from space. Like, it already exists like that's part of their division like, yeah yeah um uh, talking again about uh uh kind of democratic laziness is also how like republicans are just allowed to redistrict basically yeah and they can like i was i was reading this article about uh places in michigan and pennsylvania where hillary lost by not that many votes but enough for it to count it was the equivalent of 10 Democratic votes equaled one Republican vote because of the redistricting. Yeah. Yeah. So literally for every one Democrat that voted, there needed to be 10 Democrats that voted for yeah. Hillary. There's a lot of and that is a, And that's, that's why in the last like 30 years, Democrats have won almost every popular vote. Yeah. But still, I mean, other than Bush 2 and Reagan, like... That's well, it. But also it's yeah. like people are so mad. Well, Bernie Bros, first of all, there was lots of women pro Bernie in the first place, you fucking sexist. The term Bernie, sure. Bernie Bros was made up by the right and it was a right messaging campaign. It was, yeah. no, it was Bernie made up, because they knew It was made up by the uh a Hillary staffer cuz they tried the same under Obama. Uh, it was a Washington Post article. Oh really? Yeah, that was it, that, it was, was, that was the Democrat that was the Democrats taking Yes, it was. That um, was the Democrats taking a, a page out of the Republican playbook. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of Bernie college. That's yeah. what I, we were gonna. I wanted to say yeah. was people are so mad. They're like Bernie Bros cost the election, and Russia cost the election, and uh, Jill Stein voters cost the election. She won the fucking election. You live in a fake democracy where nobody cares who you voted for. Yeah. Be mad about that. Yeah. Be mad about the electoral college. Don't shit on your fellow citizen for who they voted for. Be mad that you live in a fake, false fucking democracy. And I don't like, know, Russia can't fuck up our democracy a, any more than a, it already was. A Democratic vote in California is worth like one tenth of a Democratic vote in Iowa. Yeah, like, my, votes, my vote for president has never counted. They've announced in like all three presidential elections I've been old enough to vote in. Yeah. They announced the results before they finish counting the ballots yeah. in California. It's literally never mattered That's who true. I vote for. Well, then now they want to break up California into three states so they can break up the kind of blue powerhouse that is always on the yeah. West Coast. Yeah. That's Which just is, a play for more Senate, more which Republican is a bad Senate. idea, yeah. but a guy, I forget his name, but he was on... It's off the ballot now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was on either The Intercept, or maybe it was Chapo Trap House. Maybe it was The Dig. I forget. It was one of those leftist politics. Uh, mm. And he pointed out that if we divided California into five, yeah, it would basically give more democratic votes mm -hmm. so like if you did the same thing but the other way and it'd basically make all of the blue powerhouses and maybe like one or two of those five would be purple but that would that would require democrats to be as conniving as the republicans yeah. come when it comes to redistricting yeah. going back to the disgust response okay <laughs> tying yeah. it all the back science. uh do you think do you think there's any because i know in this last election with brexit and Donald Trump and like even going on now there's a lot of uh, what they're calling like troll voters where it's like they're voting just to piss people off and do you think that some of it is like self-disgust where like they realize what they're doing is gross and because they've got this high just like they hate themselves so yeah. much that or, or like their circumstances with the process in yeah. general yeah. there's this nihilism 
And I feel like people go, oh, it's all broken anyway, so what the fuck? I'm going to vote for the the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know why, if you're really disgusted with the process, you know. Do, do the most American thing the, and don't vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or vote for the good guy. Yeah. I mean. What one of the things what what I was gonna bring up earlier that, that and I blanked was uh the 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 Hillary people um said, they pointed out that when, when Bernie uh lost the primary, a lot of Bernie voters went to Trump and they're like, See, they're these Bernie bros are just assholes who vote for for uh guys. But what was really happening there was Bernie was pulling people from, from the right. that right wing into his uh, umbrella because he was talking to working class people in the yeah. Midwest and Hillary was not. And it wasn't that Bernie bros moved over to Trump. It was that Bernie was pulling in a wave of new sort of uh, left center uh, Democratic yeah. socialist think people. Just because I like shitting on the Democrats, uh -huh. it's worth pointing out that more Hillary supporters went to McCain. Uh, rather right. than vote for Obama, then Bernie's oh, supporters. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, although I would also, I do think there is a legitimate argument that McCain and Hillary were way more similar than. Yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, was like, McCain <laughs> like, is pretty liberal for a Republican, and, and Hillary, Hillary Clinton is, pretty, is a Republican. Is a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> is a Republican. And, uh, uh, um, let me throw another science article into the discussion, yeah. and oh, we can keep going on on any of this stuff because <laughs> I, I love talking about it. Um, but there, there's a study that shows that as the income disparity grows, carbon emissions grow, which... which that makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I, I guess it makes sense if you think about it. You don't usually um, associate income equality with uh, the environment. But uh, what happens is when the wealthy get wealthy, more... Uh, basically, the place gets dirtier. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's also like... It's that thing where the system is built to keep poor people poor, where it's like if you have to, for, there are tons of things you can do with your car that make it more efficient and run better, mm -hmm. but all of those things cost money. They cost money, And yeah. like, so things like making sure your tires are always up to date. Like I know people made fun of Obama for that, but literally if everyone made sure their tires were up, it would make a difference. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Oh yeah. And literally my tires are bald because I don't have $300 to spend on new tires. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Or like going to the DQ and like getting emission stuff like that all costs money. And so, like, even if it's, like, those little things or, like, making sure your, like, AC is running within the correct emissions, like, all of that stuff costs money. And, like, if you're a poor person, your choice is, like, should I go to the DEQ or should I feed my family? Mm -hmm. You're going to choose feed your family. So, yeah. like, it, the system is always set up to make sure poor people Stay are poor. poor. And also, like, it, that to me makes perfect sense because the rich people they invest their money into things and they don't care about whether or not poor people are dying. So there's like a concept called environmental racism, mm -hmm. which basically just points out how the ability to let environments become inhospitable is a really easy way to further like keep like, especially communities of color, um, poor and down and sick. Yeah. Uh, mm. So one of it's like in, a, in most cities in America, nuclear plants or natural gas plants or oil drilling happen close to traditionally communities color because if yeah. you tried to drill for oil in Beverly Hills, everyone has the time and the money and the access to power to stop that. Yeah. So yeah. the more poor people there are, the l harder it is to try and 
the easier it is for the re- the wealthy to get this stuff by without it going noticed. And I honestly, again, think that the obsession with the individual is one of the most effective ways that the wealthy has kept poor people poor because then it's this, well, if I just work harder, da, 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 da. Where it's yeah, like if you it's, look... It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like if Even you look... Even though at, we're, we're actively oppressing you, yeah. they, they, they make the people... Uh, they, they hypnotize people into thinking it's their own fault. And if you were to just try it a little harder. Yeah. And like, if you look at all of these, like, especially in Latin America, when they were having their like socialist wave, those were peasant re- revolts. Like the Zapatist- Zapatistas, like that was a like peasant movement because they were people going, mm-hmm. no, we deserve, like our communities deserve to thrive. And they had this strong sense of community and it made it easier to organize. And the more we get rid of public spaces, the more we get rid of like common spaces, mm-hmm. the more difficult it is. And I'm someone who does a lot of community organizing. Like it's exhausting. It takes a lot of time. You, ha- I have to drive places or take public transit because um, we don't live in a culture where, oh, well, I, like, I'm not religious either. And there's secular versions of this too. Soccer clubs in Latin America is a very common one where it's like, well, every Sunday, everyone I know is at this one building anyway. So why not talk about how we hate how we elect officials? Let's not talk about how we're mad about this pothole because you're all there anyway. It's really yeah. easy to passing a clipboard is easy when everyone you know is in the same room. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, social media makes it easier or harder to organize those kind of things? Because I'm a, I'm kind of of two minds where it's like, yeah, you can find a lot more people who hold your views due to social media and the internet, but I feel like I'm way less likely to act if I get an invite on Facebook to just go and do something than if I'm in a room with people and someone says like, hey, we're all going to do this. You should come too." social mm. media makes it easier to get people in that room. OK, but and there I think and it's something I definitely thought when I first started organizing, there is this, oh, we're mad about this. Let's do an online petition. Let's I'm going to write an open letter. Yeah, that's not how you build consensus. You build consensus and you build excitement around your idea by having face-to-face conversations and there's no substitute for that yeah there are ways to there are like half steps you can take okay well you're in san francisco i can't fly up so we can have a zoom call or like i haven't seen you i think there's this dsa thing you'd be interested in let me invite you on facebook but i'm not gonna get you to like join the cause if i can't get you in that room so social media makes it easier to get people in that room and it's true of the alt-right too right yeah. like ultimately they started online and then they progressed to meeting in in person and it's when they started meeting in person that they started becoming like an organized a threat murderous oh, mob. Yeah. there are other nazis like me out there <laughs> <laughs> oh finally i feel like i'm part of a community well and i think well, that th- is one of those things is like we're so like capitalism is so isolating yeah that like when I joined, first joined DSA, the thing that really got me in the room was it was the first time since I'd been deported from Canada that I felt anything like a sense of community. And I was born and raised in LA, so like- You yeah. got deported? Yeah, just a little bit. How did that happen? Uh, they changed the laws for around like what I needed to do to get permanent residency. Uh-huh. And I could have technically been grandfathered in, but I couldn't afford the lawyer oh, to Jesus. get grandfathered in. Go. And I'd have to come back and wait in the States until um, all of that had gone through and I was three months into the second city, uh, conservatory up there, which is like a year long program yeah. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't want to leave that program. I worked so hard to get into it. So I just stayed there for nine months without a job mm. and spent all of my savings. <laughs> now, uh, why didn't back. you have an anchor baby? <laughs> 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 because that's what illegal immigrants do. Yeah. <laughs> 
because that's that's what every person coming to the states wants to do is yeah. to come and have a baby immediately yeah, in poverty yeah. and stay uh, another fear tactic uh, yeah it just, just takes nine months it, yeah. it sounds it, it just sounds uh, evil like anchor babies and like yeah it's, it's ridiculous you, you, though you started a, you, you fell in love and started a family in our country how you dare you? you yeah well just the idea of someone but don't you dare abort it yeah. <laughs> you will keep that anchor baby the idea of someone thinking that there is a majority of immigrants coming in who are like purposefully having babies so they can stay here like like it's that's their body. Like they have to deal with that shit. Like there's other ways. Years. Yeah. Also, you could like it. It takes nine months to yeah. make a baby. You don't get to stay because like actually, actually, that would be a really good counter argument. If life starts at conception, mm. then you shouldn't have to give birth as in as America. Conceive, if the bo- if the baby is conceived in America. Life- Get that fetus is, yeah. a citizen, is a citizen. So you cannot, uh, you cannot yeah. deport uh, the mom. The mom. Listen, immigrant women, uh, Chacho and I are making ourselves available. <laughs> if you need, if you need an anchor fetus, if you're about <laughs> to get deported, we will be that <laughs> fetus for you. We will, we will, we will pr- crawl inside your womb and we will stay there <laughs> this with is our all citizenship. E- yeah. Oh no, that. we won't have sex. We want to live in your womb. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, wow. Cool. Uh, I, w- I want to. <laughs> Throw the conversation, <laughs> that's how that's how babies are made, right? A grown yeah. man decides that he wants to be a fetus and he lives in your belly for nine months. Well, it's that's yeah, so it's usually as men get older, they become more infantile. So, fucking <laughs> amen to that. shit <laughs> The Benjamin will we'll Benjamin button ourselves <laughs> right into the right, right, into, right into your belly button, the uterus. <laughs> uh, it sounds cozy. Uh, yeah, living, uh, moving into a uterus. And Cooler by the lake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesse is just so tall that'd be so hard to carry around oh, I would. for nine months. Like you wouldn't be easy either, but like you are such a massive man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot yeah. of meat. It's, it's, it would just be. I would, I would just to say it would be hard to shove either one of us fully into a uterus. Uh, but if we're having a competition of who's more difficult, <laughs> yeah. I'll get in quicker. Uh, yeah, you're sliding. Really, really flexible so I can get it <laughs> 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 a ball. so I'm, I'm really interested in um and we talked about a little bit about messaging about how to t- talk to people how how should the left center the democratic socialists the liberals uh, the, the, uh, the progressives however you want to uh, uh paint yourself how can I call them traitors. we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fake news media left elite? Oh, uh, I only watch Fox News. That's a thing about me. Oh yeah, I mean I, that, that's a big issue. Is, I call is, them communists. Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> Some of us are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just it's an accurate <laughs> description for almost all of my friends. A, l- a lot of people who who <laughs> consider themselves uh, conservative only watch Fox News. A lot of these Proud Boys, who might otherwise, you know. Have you know they might be just angry teenagers that might that 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 would just evolve into normal guys after they you know had a nice relationship, um, but but they're being they're, yeah they're it's the women's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my intention. No, I agree. Every guy needs like a good girl who's like not too mouthy, and then they're like, okay, yeah, I can agree with liberal things. Once they meet one of the good ones, yeah. No, you know when when, when you uh, I know a, a lot saying. of a lot of young men are are have a lot of uh, uh, sexual tension and are angry, but eventually you you start dating and you're like, oh, 
I'm not that angry anymore. Oh, they're people, not objects. Yeah, I mean, yeah. From it my also cum. Like, is this irony <laughs> where the patriarchy tells men to feel inferior if they're virgins after a certain age or if they don't have sexual yeah. powers so they're alone? But then the these thing. men and who are so crippled by these patriarchal values are also told to feel fear feminism yeah where it's like feminism is not does is not going to say like yeah you deserve to get laid because nobody does no but feminism will say that you are a person worthy of dignity and love whether or not you've ever had sex and it's just me about also equality. also yeah. boys feminism is also about like letting women feel the way they want to feel and do the things they want to do so like the more feminist the society is probably the more sexual women will be because they're not fucking afraid for their lives yeah okay so <laughs> i saw mama mia 2 the other day uh, it's talk about fucking it great it's really good but one thing that was really interesting yeah man yeah it's fucking great everyone should see okay, it I haven't, also see anything christine baranski is in always uh-huh. um, no, she's great the brand. Yeah, but in the plot line of like Meryl Streep's character when she's younger, yeah. she like meets and sleeps with these three dudes all within like a month. So when she gets pregnant, she doesn't know who the father is, and that's the plot of Mamma Mia One is her daughter trying to find her dad. Yeah, uh-huh. she ke- the character like young Meryl like the young Meryl Streep character keeps on having to apologize, and be like, "Oh, I don't normally do this." Yeah. And I was talking with my friend, I was like, "It is so violently unfair to me that there was this beautiful fifteen year period." post the birth control pill before the AIDS crisis when every woman out there could just be a beautiful little slut if they wanted to and they were raised to be ashamed of that. Yeah. What a, like, fear of AIDS is one of the only things that, like, keeps me from not fucking every time I have the instinct. That that's true. like I, I remember hearing these. Yeah, you fuck know. you, AIDS. Uh, Science AF is a clear anti-AIDS <laughs> yeah. podcast. I should be if you are whatever, AIDS, wherever. Not, we not, are not a, if you have AIDS, but if you are AIDS, go fuck yourself. We're you fucking piece not of shit virus. A lot of syndromes, yeah. but this one really yeah. boils yeah. our hides. And Just HIV, like, fuck you too. Yeah. Both of you. I mean, yeah, it's I I often felt yeah. raised to be so ashamed and so. It it sucks growing up after AIDS because like I. I felt ripped off as as a like when I was in my twenties, hearing you know Summer talking to people love. in their forties yeah. who are like, oh shit, before AIDS, man, everybody was fucking all the time, and now people are like fucking scared and and that they're gonna die. And we all grew up after the point where you were afraid you might die if you I had mean, sex. I mean, I know yeah. there there are multiple people that I grew up with that thought if they masturbated they could get AIDS. Like the the oh, the, the messaging, the messaging. Is, that. Yeah, I'd would, have been dead a long the, time ago. Uh, I know. Yeah, the messaging was so bad. Like I know a lot of girls who thought they could get pregnant if they masturbated. I know a lot of sure. people who thought they could because like a lot of the messaging was like if you have sex, you can get aids you can do that and because no one wants to talk about masturbation like that's like ruled in with this that's put in the sex place and like no one (laughs) masturbation (laughs) is in the sex place yeah Yeah. because if we're building a container store the sex (laughs) place start of it part of it also masturbation uh and like the talk about like fluid transmission and all that kind of stuff just is glossed over for a lot of like sexual education yeah and so So what comes so so bringing it back around what comes with feminism and more equal rights for for all genders yeah is uh, more sexual openness, more sexual education, and, and yeah. basically a, a more sexually open yeah. society. Yeah, it, it benefits everyone. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. It really also, does. like, I am a firm believer that, like, like women got really lucky in the sense that, like, showing affection physically was, like, part of how we're raised. Mm. So, like, it wasn't weird for us. Like, it's not weird for me to 
be sad and cuddle with my best female friend. Um, and so I think a lot more, especially like I whereas like homophobia not, in men is very well even even very, if you're not religious. And I think that like like sexuality is a spectrum, and I think very few people are a hundred percent like straight. Um, and like I feel lucky to be a woman, and that like I've gotten to explore that without shame, sure, or without like if oh if anyone hears, and all of a sudden like I like. I wear a label I'm bi or I'm gay where it's like no there could just sometimes be a woman that I decide I want to have sex with and that and I can still identify as straight and that's fine like those things can coexist and I think for men Mm -hmm. it's a lot more of a confusing experience to find another dude that you're attracted to and be like what does this mean it's like it just means you're attracted to that person you suck one dick suddenly you're bi yeah and it's like maybe you are maybe you're but maybe it was just that particular dick just the labeling in in itself is when it's a it's it's a it's a spectrum for everyone and putting a label draws these artificial lines spectrum unfortunately the labeling is kind of required in order to protect those communities as well like you kind of need that labeling the way we're the way we're set up as, we do now yeah yeah we need that labeling if we were much more open and just like no everyone can just be whatever they want then you don't need that labeling but just like the way society is set up right now like you need to be able to be like no you have to serve cakes to gay people well, yeah. yeah when you literally have yeah. uh, government officials deciding who has rights or not based on you know yeah. how many dicks they've sucked yeah, but the um, community thought about that and like gave the like cue, which is either I've heard it called both questioning or queer. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. even gave the like, and here's the like label for the people who don't need a label. Yeah. <laughs> like they thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's supposed to be the all-encompassing. Yeah. Just um, that cue. So um, what I was what I was getting around to is is how do we message? Uh, let me let me um, talk about this story. Are we just roundtable in it? Or <laughs> <laughs> there is a certain idea that has been studied that when somebody has a political belief and you hear contrary information, your brain rejects it and actually becomes more extreme in your belief. So like, it's just this human nature thing that's really weird. And, and it's a USC study and they say it's true of liberals and conservatives, although the examples they give are all conservative. So (laughs) I'm wondering if this is more, I, I, tend to believe this might be more uh, true of conservatives but maybe that's because i'm liberal but if you tell if if you ask somebody about their uh beliefs in like uh, gun control say yeah and then you you show them uh, if if it's someone who thinks there should be no gun regulation and then you show them statistics about how gun regulations reduce deaths or whatever they will become even more uh entrenched entrenched in their belief in no gun control and it's sort of this, it doesn't happen outside politics, it just happens in politics. Because if you tell somebody, like, a science fact, they'll, they might change their science beliefs, unless it has a political uh, component to it. Which is a problem so with, like... So that? how do we talk to people? And, and, and what I was bringing up with the Proud Boys is, how do you talk to those guys and, and be like, don't listen to these these idiots. fucking idiots yeah. that are trying to use you and turn you into a mindless army. You know, how do, how do the progressives talk to people who are, by all rights, might be progressives if we uh, uh, talk to them in the right way? Yeah. Well, so I, think, oh, I was going to say, the Proud Boys are hard because for me it goes, how do we know when they've successfully unlearned that? Because mm-hmm. inviting someone with that ideology into a space that includes women and people of color puts them at risk so like i don't have the answer to do with that we are gonna have to confront that in our lifetime because so many members of these all-right groups are so young that i do think some of them will grow out of it and be like how do we know 
the dumb 17 year old who has like learned his lesson and is now like I don't have the answer I'm yet. Like, there's already stories of <clears throat> like guys who march in Charlottesville who have grown out of it and regret it. I'm sure yeah, a lot of people will. Good. But how, what yeah. if I, I I changed the example to how do you talk to a blue collar uh, guy from Illinois who is voting for Trump because he doesn't understand that uh, progressive politics would actually increase his pay? I, I have a I, I mean I have a I have a lot of conservative relatives that became a lot more liberal because of Stephen Colbert and his mm. clown where he just took conservative thought and policy and then kind of took it to its next big kind of clownish logical place where, you know, he would take something that was like, you know, uh, less gun control and then just kept on taking it to more and more extreme places where it was like, you know, giving bait like uh, fetuses guns in the womb yeah. and stuff like that where where it kind of pointed out with from it's a, that it's like a, the classic Swiftian satire of yeah, taking yeah. an idea to its logical uh, ridiculous extreme the problem is now we are in a world where I can't think of something more extreme than putting immigrant babies separating them from their families and putting them in concentration yeah. camps like the, like I can't think of something that could make you more dis like you should be disgusted with that the well, policy was there for dinner, in the like first I place said Swift, yeah uh, but like is that more like extreme? <laughs> like, it's barely more extreme than uh, the actual I, reality. I think you just have to meet people where they are and yeah. like listen and ask questions. So yeah, why? So why aren't why aren't you disgusted by the children in the cages? Well, they don't think they should be in cages, but they shouldn't be coming. Okay, also, why should they be coming? Yeah. Well, we can't provide for our own, and they're going to take our resources. And, okay, and there's a messaging out there that's like th these these are the the people that are, that are in cages are the cartels are the the like the they're the gangs they're the people that are trying to sneak them. in when I, you know it's the people that are running from the gangs but there there's this messaging out there that's like the people that are locking up are the ones that, the families that are that are they're posing as families but they're really in three-year-old gang members yeah but like if you just meet people where they are like that fear of other is stemming from fear of not being able to provide for my own so if yeah. you meet the person there and be like okay well Let's see. So, like, why why are you afraid of not being able to provide your family? Well, I'm in debt. My house. I'm gonna lose my house. I don't have health care. Great. Then let's talk about ways we can get these issues and what an alternative is. Mm. The issue, I think, in this country is in this last election, you could walk someone down this path, and then you go, and Hillary is gonna give you none of those solutions, but she's not gonna make it worse. It's yeah. not a compelling argument. That's you about need sure. exactly. to be able to, to provide it. So like with like the AOCs or a Lee Carter or, or a Bernie, it was I'm not, how much money do you spend on healthcare every year? Great. Your taxes won't go up and your healthcare will be free. What could you use that money for? And it's, it's the same thing with the like why I, one of the reasons why I also think the Democrats are never going to do that is because the democratic ex establishment benefits from the system. They don't want you pointing the angry finger of the worker up at the boss. Mm -hmm. yeah. They benefit by the angry worker being afraid of the immigrant, and then they get to go. Well, we don't we don't want to keep them in cages, but like yeah, we'll we'll enact policies on North Korea that are designed to try and starve those citizens, so they'll do an uprising. Same with Cuba. Same with Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Same with Gaza. And it's like they 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 engage in those games just like not to the extent the Republicans do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and. 
when someone like Bernie comes in who effectively goes, don't be mad at the immigrant. You and the immigrant have more in common and you two should stand side by side and you should be real mad at your boss. That that challenges a power that the Democrats benefit from. But that's that's how you that's how you meet them is you just yeah. get what are they afraid of really? And chances are the thing they're afraid of is incredibly universal and incredibly valid. Yeah, now, how do we point their finger in the correct direction and away from the scapegoat? Yeah. Well, how do, how do we talk one on one with, you know, 20 million people? I guess, you know, just going out and talking to your relatives, talking to people you meet that that might be conservative and, and just trying to have a calm discussion, I think helps. And like, also supporting like we saw these wildcat strikes in West Virginia, Oklahoma, like all through the Rust Belt and the Midwest. And that's those those are most of those teachers before they went on strike were Republicans, did not have strong union politics yep. mm -hmm. who reached a breaking point And then they broke the law to go on strike for more money from the government for education. And in that moment, you saw that a Republic, like Republican citizens, like constituents absolutely will band together and vote and defend their interests yeah um when they see the way and it's about and also that, that they're really you know have democratic socialist ideas at heart they yeah. just thought they were republican yeah and it's about going there and making sure there's people who can like speak to those interests and go if this is true what else is true and i also think another thing that we need to get out of our head is i think a lot of people think that your political action starts and ends at the ballot box and that's just one form of political engagement. That's just mm -hmm. one form of engaging in politics. There's a lot more. And I would argue that, like, yes, you should vote. But, like, the act of voting is the act of handing someone power. And the, res the social contract you make when you cast a vote is that you're then going to pay attention to what that person you just gave power does. And if they do something you don't like, you will get mad about it. You hold them to it. And I think in blue states we really could push the Democratic Party, which would be the easiest way to talk to those Republicans because they'd mm -hmm. start running people in those districts on progressive policies if our centrist mayor, our centrist senator, Diane Feinstein, started realizing that, like, actually, we're paying attention to your voting record. We don't like it. You're out. Yeah. And if, and yeah. if they see that they need to move left, for like, they are, they are opportunistic and they want to survive. Mm-hmm. Blue states need to become unflinchingly purist with their own elected representatives. You don't want to abolish ICE? Great. We're primarying you. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, Adam Schiff, that you're the head, of, like you're Mr. Mr. Russia. You, you voted to create ICE. You don't want to abolish it now. You're out. Fuck Russia. Fuck you. You're out. We're primarying you. Like, I think that people in blue states need to be a lot louder and a lot angrier because the minute we say that, Adam Schiff is going to start to want to abolish ICE. Like he yeah. doesn't want to lose his job. Yeah. Um, and we we could push the Democratic Party left by basically saying, m you know, Medicare for all, free education, paid mat leave, the abolishment of ICE. Those should all be right shrinking on. Shrinking the military budget. Like we can make our list of pro of policies and go do that and get or get out. So what do you think is the most effective thing in theaters last year? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the most important thing for or the most effective thing for? people who want to help besides voting is, is it you know uh is, is it going to marches or is it calling your congressman or or person i should say sorry and and or is, or it, is it like uh 
screaming at strangers on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's just cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> it's always fun to uh, to to yell at right wing idiots. Oh man, Dave Anthony's the best for that. Yeah, oh really yeah, is. he's really good at that. Um, get involved in a community organization that's doing work around issues you care about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work. Marches. That's the that's the frosting on the cake. Someone needs to organize the water. Someone yeah. needs to be the. Someone needs to train people to be marshals in case there are like. There's a lot of work that goes so to just planning groups that. Groups you can get mm. involved in. Yeah. So obviously, I'm an evangelist for DSALA. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Black Lives Matters Los Angeles is great. If you are a renter, please join LATU, which is the Los Angeles Tenants Union. Um, they're great. They're trying to build tenants' rights and tenants' power in buildings. That'd be okay. great. Um, LA Can, which is amazing. They do a lot of work around homelessness. And and if you're not in LA, there, these types of organizations yeah. exist in every everywhere. City. Yeah, yeah. And if um, it doesn't exist, try and find people who want to you want to start it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then like pay it like hyper local stuff like like especially if you live in LA, pay attention to our fucking shit of a mayor. Pay attention to him. He's making things worse. He's he says he's not. He is making the homelessness uh, problem worse. He is criminalizing homelessness. Our city council just voted to put $3.4 billion into two new for-profit prisons. Guess whose bodies are going to find beds? The homeless people who you get a ticket if you have, like, it's just, it's yeah. getting worse. But you really can't affect the mayor. You really can't affect city council. Yeah. In a way, getting to the presidency is hard. So pay attention locally because that, that will shape national politics as well. If a bunch of cities throughout the South and the Midwest have socialist mayors, then there's no reason why a socialist can't run for president. Yeah, um, it really is a bottom-up thing it, th- that uh, we can rise through the ranks yeah. uh, from from local politics to national. Yeah, and it's like it's nice fighting with other people. Like it's the Trump the Trump presidency has been a lot easier for me to weather than a lot of my liberal friends because I get to see all these very small victories that go unnoticed, even if it is just a surge of membership into left groups. Yeah, or it is a small gain like it's been a lot easier because i'm like oh we like it's slow and i'm not pretending like we don't have like a goliath in front of us especially with climate change but you don't feel as helpless like i don't feel as like out to sea without a i don't know how to row what is it paddle <laughs> paddle out to I don't, sea with anything <laughs> even if you had the thing that you needed you would still be useless i don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't nature <laughs> uh, i want nature to exist i don't necessarily want to be in it and we're where do we think we would? <laughs> I'm still back on the disgust response. Where uh, do you think? Where do you think your y- your uh, hard line would be? You said body fluids. I can't. So so, so poop, vomit, pee yeah. would pee. That you know it's what? like it looks so much like water. I could just be like, that's lemonade. What I'm, if I'm what a, if it's I'm, a dehydrated person's pee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more grossed out it. by like boogers than boogers than, than a lot of other fluids. For some reason, that kind of interesting crawl. Because it's where all the bacteria is. But that's where. That's where you would do a, dr- a hard line is if you saw a booger. <laughs> if I saw a booger, I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to work with developmentally disabled people, and I did do a lot of bathroom work with them. So, like, how was your disgust response? Uh, I mean, it's f- like I don't think I would get disgusted by seeing any bodily fluids or anything like that. I think it would have to be like 
a dead person, like someone actively being killed, would be my disgust response. Anything before that, I think I would be fine. We're more disgusted in the evil action than in the actual substances involved. Yeah, and I just I don't want to see that. Yeah. yeah, you could look how you like to murder is your own business. <laughs> yeah. but just do it in private. I don't want to see it. Okay. <laughs> this is why you haven't watched my snuff film yet. Yeah, I won't watch it, Dave. I know I, we're I friends. Need feedback. I'm not gonna give you Send my feedback. It's on my snuff film. My feedback is don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> my feedback is that's a crime, and if I watch it and don't report it, I become culpable. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> you guys won't support my my new director job. <laughs> um, it's about five. Uh, it, it's been been about an hour, and you said you need to get yeah. back to your other life. Um, thanks for coming in, Kelsey. This has been really interesting, and I could kind of talk about this kind of stuff for uh, indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, next time there's a big political thing, I'd be. This was super fun. Uh, Come back yeah. anytime. We'll, we'll, we'll spot <laughs> yeah. three hours for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back tomorrow because there's a crisis every day. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we isn't there a march going on today in D.C. or is that next week? Isn't the the, the, the oh, year anniversary of the South Carolina march? Oh, it yeah, is. The 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 right is yeah, the right unite the right. Yeah, where apparently it was like 800 uh, unite the right people and. Uh, the last count on counter protesters was almost two thousand. Yeah, good. yeah, that makes sense. Good. Yeah, they need that that's protection. Good. And oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, d- like, don't be violent, but but go out and and show your support on the side of good when, yeah. when evil also, people are. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about seeding intellectual ground. Antifa yeah. just means that you are anti-fascist. Fascist, yeah. And in a world where people are afraid to call <laughs> right. themselves Antifa, fascism is winning. So, that, uh, like, is, yeah. yeah. So, fucking call your, like, do that you vote scary. for Nazis? No, you're Antifa. Start yeah. using that term. Like, that's a term that we really need to reclaim. Yeah. It's Antifa, really scary Antifa, that Antifa. they've turned Antifa, <laughs> Hello, NSA. Antifa yeah. into a, like, <laughs> oh, are you listening to evil <laughs> bad word. Yeah. yeah. It literally means anti-Nazi. Yeah. 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 You should be anti. Everyone should yeah. be antifa. Yeah, also, and antifa is not a group. Like, also, that's a lie you've been told. They're not a group. I agree. Don't They're be violent. Ideology. But if I see someone with a swastika, I'm gonna punch him. Thank you. <laughs> like, if you're pro-American <laughs> and pro-freedom and pro-democracy. Yeah. You're antifa. And, um, and yeah. just real quick on that, like people saying like uh, like the people who are attacking the people with like the Confederate flag are the ones initiating violence, or people attacking people with Nazi flags are initiating violence. Being a white supremacist in itself is a violent act. Yeah, if you're like, marching under the flag of exterminating a race, yeah. that is violent. You are promoting that. It is it's violent. It's an assault on if, if, our freedoms. If your symbol is you don't believe other people should exist, that is an inherently violent act, and you can respond to that as you see fit. Yeah. I'm a giant 6'4 guy. I'm going to punch someone and then get shot because I'm scary looking, <laughs> but, <laughs> or get hit with clubs. Well, so like, let's, let's be very clear about something. Yeah. There's like a phrase that you'll hear at marches a lot, which is the cops and the clan go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons mm. why we say that is because a lot of Klansmen were cops and the alt-right has been infiltrating police forces over the last like 20 years. Yeah. So in Seattle, yeah. there were armed Nazis marching without a permit and yeah. the cops threw bombs into a crowd of counter protesters yep. so that these Nazis who were also armed could march for two blocks without a permit. Yeah. So don't be violent, but also if you see this footage, a peaceful protest is a choice the cops make for you, not a choice you get to make in the moment. And the cops are not defending like the Antifa protesters or counter protesters or that they are fend- they are defending the alt-right and they always will because cops and the Klan go hand in hand. 
Yeah. Well, I, you mean, I mean, I I wouldn't go. I wouldn't agree that all cops are uh, fascist, but but they no, benefit. But the system. But they like, benefit the system from does yeah. benefit. Yeah. 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 There are lots and of good cops. There's not a good cop there good are, enough to there are good cops fight and, the blue wall of silence. In yeah. fact, we need more good cops. Uh, we need uh, cops that aren't racist. Cops that are progressive and actually want to help people rather than. I'm, I mean, again, I don't think the, we need any cops. The problem, <laughs> the I'm very pro- much yeah. to the left of you. Yeah. The problem, <laughs> the problem with that is that like the system itself is so racist that like good cops m- do bad things c- because they're th- in this system that promotes like, you know, you this is what a drug dealer looks like, and it's always a black guy. Yeah. Like this is what like the problem is that. Like even these maybe not race. Like I don't think the cops who go out I mean, and shoot cops people are like a lot of diverse group too. Like, it's like yeah. this really sadistic thing we did, where we took communities of colors and we kept them in abject poverty, and we said basically gave them two choices: you can like try to survive, which might like mean more of a like predilection towards crime, not because you're more of a criminal, but because there's less there's opportunities no for the you. Job available yeah. Is yeah. Or you can or sign up for prison. our army. Yeah. Or for are like police force and you could oppress either your own community here or communities of people who look like you abroad yeah. and it's really sadistic that we or take these communities and we give people such a f- like otherwise like, we're going to throw you in this prison that is a for-profit prison yeah. that makes money for uh rich people yeah so like like community policing is important but it shouldn't be done by any existing police force we need to Clean slate, start over. And by the way, you'll be a hero in uniform, and as soon as you're out of uniform, you're going to be treated just like how the rest of the people in your community are treated. Yeah. Like, it does not matter what your service was. No. Like, there are plenty Your wife will get deported if she is... Did you see that story? Yeah. There, there are plenty of Marines of color that get treated like shit because they're no longer in the service or whatever, and they're just, like, a regular person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after you get out of the service, then yeah. the Republicans vote to take away your... Uh, Healthcare. Health, uh, your yep. your um, pension. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, anyway. So, so puke, pee, snot, dead people. <laughs> this is where we're lying on the disgusting <laughs> this is our factor. Disgust line. Hey, tweet us and tell us where your disgusting factor would be. Uh, You're just a bunch of people be like, that communist chick, she's my disgust factor. <laughs> hey, hey, that's fine, but you can't just yell it at her, okay? <laughs> and if they wanted to tweet you, where could they find you? At Kelsey F. Gold on Twitter. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, be nice. And uh, of be course nice. you will. <laughs> be nice. Um, or you won't and they'll make you cry. Or <laughs> Say whatever you want. I've seen yeah. Kelsey take people down. Don't be my- nice <laughs> so I can be amused by yeah. it. <laughs> I will make you cry. <laughs> we didn't We didn't talk a lot of science this week and uh, we, we won't go as political next time. But I thought it was very interesting to talk since we have a big election coming up. To talk about the kind, the ways that science and, and pl- politics sort of overlap, and the science of and thought and the science of community is a specific, th- like you know, like yeah. Immanuel Kant, like does like talking about like how a community works together is still scientific thought. He he observed and then made hypotheses and then tested them. So yeah, and and there are studies we can learn how the, it, our political leadership affects our lives, and it yeah. does. Yeah. So get out there and talk to people and spread the word that uh, <laughs> democracy is best. Democracy okay. is best. And then go look at disgusting pictures. Dave, <laughs> Dave, where, we can, where can we find you? Uh, don't send us any disgusting pictures. <laughs> you can send me disgusting pictures. <laughs> I'll take any picture. Um, you can find us at Science AF Pod on Twitter. Yep. Um, it, uh, on Facebook, just search Science, for Science, Science AF. AF. Yeah. Um, our website is scienceafpod.com, and uh, you can email us. Um, uh, 
fine. DavidScienceAF.com, yeah. JesseAtScienceAF.com. Um, I think just info at scienceaf.com. Yeah, any put Pretty any word in front of scienceaf.com. Oh no, 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 I said that wrong. Scienceafpod. Uh, scienceafpod.com. Uh, gross picture at scienceafpod.com. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be yeah, looking. Yeah, send your gross pictures <laughs> to gross picture at scienceafpod.com. Uh, or you can DM me on Twitter with your gross pictures. <laughs> uh, I'm That's Jesse. At, I'm at Jess Klein one. Show I'm me what you got. Show <laughs> <laughs> us what you've got. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Dave Chacho on Twitter and all the things. Uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Science AF. 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 Science as fuck.